Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Flyers Daily for Thursday, April 14th as the Flyers, they go down against the New York Rangers. Final score in the game, 4 to nothing. It was the sixth time this season the Flyers have been shut out. First time came all the way back in November. They were actually on their first road trip when it happened. It was the third game of that road trip where they faced off against Edmonton, Vancouver, and then they got the Calgary Flames, and they got a shutout in that game, four to nothing. And uh, five times now since that one, second shutout of the season was Toronto at home on November 10th, three nothing the final in that one. Then they were shut out four nothing against the Tampa Bay Lightning down in Tampa, three nothing shutout against New Jersey, which actually ended the very long losing streak. They got that win, that win in the next game against the Vegas Golden Knights, and then they got shut out, obviously. Last night at Wells Fargo Center, final score four to nothing. Also got shut out by Edmonton, by the way, March first, uh, four nothing in the final in that game. Now the Flyers, obviously the game before on Tuesday night against Washington, the nine two defeat. We talked about it on yesterday's episode and how frustrating it was and the structure and all of those things. Uh, they certainly came out in this game with a much different level of intensity in that first period. Really good first period for the team. They end up down one nothing after one period of play. But they played really hard, really good scoring opportunities. They got the backup goalie in Georgiev in this game. Just weren't unable to get anything by him. He was really good in the hockey game. And it's not like the Flyers just got 28 pucks to the net, but they weren't high danger. They had some really good chances. Georgiev played really well in the game. But Kapokako opened the scoring his sixth of the season in the first period. And on this goal, just he's got the middle of the ice in the offensive zone to just kind of keep getting closer and closer to the net, and eventually he's able to beat Felix Sandstrom. It was kind of like three guys were going, are you going to get him? Should I get him? Nobody made the decision to take away his time and take away some ice, so he was able to walk uh, pretty far in on Sandstrom when he beats him with the shot. one nothing Rangers. We pick it up in the second. At 8.22 of the second period, Kako gets his second of the game, and Tanner Lasinski just uh, looked over it looked like, and saw Kako there on the back doors. The puck's kind of working its way uh, down the wall and b- below the goal line. But he decides to kind of shift down and try and get in the passing lane instead of going to the player and taking away his stick and impeding his ability to receive the puck. And Kako gets through, and he buries it uh, by Felix Sandstrom, who's got no chance on that. And the Flyers are now down 2 nothing. Then at 11.03 of the third or second period, it is a goal from Artemi Panarin, but what a play by Jacob Truba. Uh, Flyers look like they're going to be able to break the puck out as Konechny drops it off down below the goal line to Provorov, but there's nowhere to go, and he rims it up the boards. Truba keeps it in and doesn't even stop the puck. He just one-times a beautiful pass from the right side of the, like basically just inside the blue line, all the way across the ice diagonally to Artemi Panarin, who one-times at home. I thought Felix Sandstrom actually got it originally, but... Uh, Panarin gets the goal, now 3-0, and then in the third period with the Flyers on the power play, they pull the goaltender to go up 6-on-4, but Andrew Kopp picks up the goal, shorthanded his 18th of the season, and there's your final, 4-0 in favor of the Rangers. Now, in this game, obviously, they were undermanned. They lost six players the night before from the game that they lost to against the Washington Capitals. So six players that played in that game, weren't available for the Flyers in this game. Cam York, Rasmus Ristolainen. Uh, you look at, I mean, the list is just stunning. To, to lose six players in one game 
is almost unfathomable in a season that you know we've seen a lot of injury. That's pretty nuts. Cam Atkinson, obviously Carter Hart. So you're going in with a very undermanned lineup and a very inexperienced D. So much so, so much inexperience on that blue line. As a matter of fact, the Flyers went on the PK for a minute and 55 seconds of five-on-three time for the New York Rangers. Mind you, they're the second-ranked power play in the NHL, 25.9% coming in, uh, just behind the Toronto Maple Leafs. So they go onto this minute 55, five-on-three man advantage, and Ivan Provorov and Travis Sanheim, really your only two NHL defensemen, never left the ice. And five-on-three is incredibly hard minutes on those guys, but they stayed out there for the entirety of that. And the Flyers actually killed that off. They weren't able to grab the momentum from it and get a good result from it, but they killed that off. So um, good penalty killing there. And Felix Sandstrom, he gets his second NHL start. He sees 34 shots, makes 33 saves, or excuse me, 31 saves on 34 shots. He played a good game, made the saves he needed to make, uh, read plays extremely well. Uh, did a real good job with the technical elements of his game, especially on that five-on-three where he had to get over to his right side and seal that short side shot on a couple one-time attempts. So another really strong performance. I know it's only two games, but another strong performance from Felix Sandstrom. And there, there's a chance Carter Hart's done for the year. Mike Yo kind of alluded to it pregame that he may be done for the year. They don't know that yet. But uh, we could see Felix Sandstrom in a few more games here down the stretch. Hart's not – or. Martin Jones is not going to get them all. I mean, they have a back-to-back this weekend against the Buffalo Sabres, a couple back-to-backs over the remaining eight games of the season. So we could see more from Felix Sandstrom. And, that, you know, that begs the question that was, you know, kind of being tossed around a little bit on social media last night is Felix Sandstrom, if he continues to play well at the NHL level, is that somebody the Flyers could go into next season with as the backup to Carter Hart? And I think it's unlikely that they do that. Because I think there's still obviously a big question mark there. And we even if he performs well in, say, three more of these final eight games or even four more, split them down the middle, uh, is that enough? He's played two so far in the NHL. And so you would be looking at six games. And look, your goaltender, your backup goaltender in the NHL is going to play 22 to 25 games no matter what because of back-to-backs and the schedule and everything else. Couple that with the fact that Carter Hart's been injured for short periods of time in every NHL season he's been in. So there could be a two-week period or a three-week period where he's got to carry it. And is he capable of doing that? Perhaps. Has he looked good in the games that he's played in the NHL? Yeah. But is he capable of carrying that when games really matter? That's the question. And there's a lot of risk there. So you look at it and you go, okay, well, first of all, he is a unrestricted free agent this offseason, a group six unrestricted free agent. And if they sign him to another one-year deal at a minimum, that's basically $975,000 or $995,000. What you're paying Martin Jones right now is $2 million. So if you brought Jones back for $2 million or Felix Sandstrom back for basically a million, then you only get $1 million in cap savings. So you have to weigh that risk versus the reward. The reward is not that great because that's not a big difference. If Martin Jones was making $4 million and looking for $4 million on the market, then, yeah, it's a $3 million difference in salary. So that's part of it. And so is it worth doing that? And I know some people hit me on social media and ask me about, well, what about Ivan Fedotov? Is he a guy that could come over and be the backup to Hart? I mean, that's even more risk to me than Felix Sandstrom is because – 
Fedotov has never played in North America. So you don't just jump over from the KHL and come into the NHL and have success. So again, you're taking on even more risk. Now, what's the risk? Well, it all depends. If you were to either use Fedotov or Felix Anstrom, at least in my mind, it would have to be only for one reason, and that is you were able to shed some salary in the beginning of the offseason, you get involved in free agency, and you made a huge free agency signing. Whoever, Johnny Gaudreau, whoever the player is, Philip Forsberg, it doesn't matter. But you make that big signing, and now cap space is tighter, and you don't have the extra space to go to a veteran like Martin Jones or uh, Thomas Grice or whoever. So you go into it in that situation, perhaps. That's the only scenario. But also, if you go in that scenario, say the team does make a big splash in free agency, they make some moves this offseason, and somehow they do turn it around next year, and they're in the playoff mix, and Hart goes down for two or three weeks. You don't want your backup goaltender to sink your season if he's not ready for it. I'm really kind of looking at Fedotov here even more because there's a huge adjustment from the KHL to the NHL. The game is played so differently. And he's got great numbers over there, I understand. They had great numbers in the Olympics. But in an Olympic year, frankly, where it wasn't NHL players, it really wasn't AHL players, it was college kids and junior players and nothing against them. Noah Cates played in it. Elliot Denoyer played in it. But it's not the same level of competition. So it's not the measuring stick it would be if he played in the Olympics against pro players. So there's a lot of variables there. So, so again, I think it's unlikely because the risk far outweighs the minuscule reward of a million dollars less in team salary. That's kind of where I stand on it. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see what Felix Sandstrom does in any starts that he gets the remainder of this season. He's a guy playing for his career right now. He signed that one-year deal, takes him up to unrest- Group 6 unrestricted free agency. So, you know, if he doesn't perform well, there's a good chance he could be headed back back home and back to Sweden. NHL teams not, may not be knocking on his door to keep him. He's got really good technical elements to his game. I talked to Kim Dillaball last night in the press in the press box. And just asking him about some of the elements. I mean, they drafted him a while back. He's been with the organization from the jump. Obviously, COVID really disrupted his his ability to develop because it, it's harder for a goalie. You can't just put a goalie in a game. There's only one net. So he needs to play, and he's needed to play. He's gotten some chances to play. And he's shown some things. He's been inconsistent, kind of up and down. He took a while to adjust to the smaller ice, which is a big difference, not just from a spatial awareness perspective, but that shots and pucks can get to you, A, a lot faster and from a lot closer. And then you couple that with pro players who can shoot it a lot better. And the way they attack is a lot different. But his play reading is good. His technical elements, very sharp. And that's good. That's it. He needs to lean on that. Um, but you got to see how he does in high compete situations when structure breaks down or when, you know, a rebound is laying there. Those are the areas maybe that he needs to improve a little bit. So we'll see if that's an option for the Flyers going forward or not. But Felix Anstrom, good performance last night. I was pleased with it. I know a lot of people were. So we'll see where it goes from here. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, let's get to Mike Yo post game talking about 
a much better effort from his team, even though the result is a 4-0 shutout. It's not a 9-2 loss, but a 4-0 shutout. Pro sports are a results-oriented business, but understanding that they were incredibly shorthanded in this game, you know, with Igor Zamula playing with Kevin Connaughton and Ronnie Adder playing with Keith Yandel, who drew back into the lineup. It's a really tough situation uh, from a D standpoint and a depth standpoint for the Flyers. And all those things considered, here's Mike Yo talking about the game. Last night's game, obviously, you were you know, looking for you know, a better effort from yeah. your guys. Where did you think they, they, they held up on that front? I, I certainly don't think effort was a was an issue tonight. Um, you know, I thought a phenomenal start really came out flying, uh, getting to our game, kind of dominating in shots. Uh, I thought effort all game long was uh, we stayed with it. Uh, you know, again, at certain points, I still think that and so it's a really tough thing to build um, when you're not getting results, when you're not getting wins. But one good thing, like one thing that good teams do is if you get down, they don't they don't kind of drift and um you know that's a that's like i said it's a tough thing to build into your game it's hard to have that trust in your game it's hard to have that confidence that swagger that you can kind of just keep doing the little things and uh and trust that the results will come um you know sometimes we get a little bit guilty of trying to uh, you know fast forward into tying the game up you know when a particular shift might call for a good d zone coverage or uh, whatever the case is and uh and so there's a few lapses in there no question but i don't think that issue uh the issue was effort i think the guys played hard tonight like what you think of the field sanders i thought he was great uh you know looked really calm i was confident with him in the net i know that uh you know that five on three uh you know would have liked for that to be a turning point in the game that's a that's a massive kill for almost a full two minutes against a power play like that uh, you see Beezer blocking a shot the way that he did. Um, you see Felix making those saves quite often. That uh, that really fuels you and and uh, takes a lot of life out of them. We we weren't able to get to that next goal. And um, but uh, I thought he I thought he played a really really strong game tonight. How you said Samuel's performance? I thought he was really good too. I thought Big Z came in. I thought Laz. I thought you know what? To be honest with you, uh, you know I I thought our young kids did a really good job tonight. Uh, Thought Laz played well for us, gave us some good shifts in the offensive zone. Uh, but uh, Big Z, I thought that his gaps were good, his stick was good. Uh, I thought he had poise with the puck. Uh, and the third maybe got a little bit uh, hanging on to it, maybe a little bit too long. Uh, like to get that puck up uh, a little bit quicker, but uh, he's got poise with it and he's got, uh, he's got vision. So certainly when you have a guy like that, he can help you get to your game. You mentioned... When it's hard to build that confidence and trust and you don't have results. How do you kind of take that next step and finish on all those good opportunities that you had tonight? Uh, you know what? I, I, I think we passed up opportunities. I think that's part of trusting the process is, you know, like it, when you're down, when you're down in the game, you can't all of a sudden, you know, kind of cheat. And next thing you know, you're, you don't have the puck as much because you're not checking as well. Uh, and, you know, you also can't uh, try to make the extra play to get the perfect shot to, to, to get that grade A scoring chance. You still have to continue to shoot pucks and go to the net. And, uh, and you know, I don't want to say wait for those opportunities, but not force those opportunities. Um, so I think that we could, we could be shooters still a little bit more. Uh, through the course of the game, it seems like we come out with that mindset. And we don't sustain it through the whole game, uh, but we just got to stay with it. That's it. Um, you know, keep teaching and 
and um, and you know we'll get it eventually. After two games now, what are your thoughts on how Bobby Brant Actually, yeah, I thought I thought he actually took a step from last game. I thought last game in Washington, um, I thought he looked really good on the power play. Um, not to say that his five on five game was not good. Uh, I just thought that his five on five game tonight was very good. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I like that he was strong on the puck. Like that he seems to have like a, a sticky stick. Sometimes we're, uh, we're a little bit guilty of throwing pucks a little way uh, too easily. Um, you know, he's a guy that's going to hang on to it, not throw it away, not make a whole play, not make a blind pass. He's going to hang on to it. Um, so he's got some poise. So I was, I was pleased with this game tonight. Surprising that he's able to do that, despite the fact that he's not the biggest player, especially when he's a lot Yeah, um, certainly he's not the biggest player, but uh, obviously he's he's heady. You know, like he's smart and uh, to understand how to protect, he uses his body well. Uh, you can see the way he shields the puck. He, you know, he, he's able to put himself between the you know the defender who's trying to get him, and and uh, you know it seems like he. he gets kind of knocked down a few times, but the puck's in the right position that that defender can't get it and separate him. So uh, obviously a real smart player to do that. I, I think that that's one area that our entire group can get better at is just puck strength, um, hanging on to the puck, not forcing the issue, uh, protecting it. And uh, and obviously uh, the more you have the puck in this game, the better the better you are. One or two more. This game, I know you said you wanted your veterans to, to step up, especially with so many young guys in the yeah. lineup. But overall, what did you make of Again, I, th I think the effort was there. I think the focus was there tonight. Uh, you know, I, I saw guys hitting. I saw guys sticking up for each other. I saw guys, uh, you know, we didn't get the win. Again, I, I think that there's some areas that we have to get better. No question, especially I think that I think that, that game probably has a very different turn if we score the first goal. Um, but we can't be a team that just like, you know, we we say that, you know, we worked hard and, and that's great. We have to be able to win games when the other team scores first too. And, uh, and I, again, I think the effort was there. I think the focus was there. I think that the, the desire for the guys to really step up and, and win was there. Um, you know, we, we did some things that weren't good enough to get the win, but uh, can't fault the effort. Last one. Yeah, like, like Carter, Alex, being the rest of the season, do you see if you're getting more starts here down the stretch? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, obviously between Martin Felix, I'm not sure. And and I again, I don't. I I, I said that I, I haven't got clarification that that Hartsy's out for. Uh, he just has an injury that obviously, um, I'm not sure, but uh, it could potentially uh, put him out for the rest of the season. But obviously, Jonesy's going to get a lot of looks, and uh, and with the schedule that we have, we got a lot of games coming up. It's going to be hard to just run with one guy. Mike Yo addressing the media after the game, and we'll see what kind of information we'll get in regards to Carter Hart's health moving forward as well. Uh, obviously a big question mark. And if there's any question, though, you just shut him down. There's eight games left. We're within 10 days at the end of the season here. So I imagine that it's probably pretty likely that he will be shut down for the remainder of the season. Get to his offseason, get to his training, and get ready for another NHL season coming up in the fall. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Flyers Daily. We'll be back tomorrow, another brand new episode. So everybody enjoy your Thursday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on a Friday edition of Flyers Daily. Shake it, baby. Shake it, baby. One time for me.